Man, is it hot out. Whoo, boy, is it hot out. How hot is it? So hot that you should listen to Sports Frenzy to cool off. <laughs> He's setting me up. I don't have anything. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what am I, Rodney Dangerfield? Bringing, bringing him back from the grave now? I don't have that kind of com- supposed to be comedic Gene timing. Come on. <laughs> He's Dave. He's Kev. It is time for your weekly dose of politically incorrect sports commentary. Yes, it is time for Sports Frenzy 2.0, a fixture on public access TV, YouTube, and now podcasting for 30 years. Yep. Taping here August 23rd, 2023, dropping Thursday the 24th. It's that time of year. We've made the pivot. So it's time to talk football in the first segment. And I doubt it's going to change very much for the next five months. (laughs) Pretty much. Tis that time of year. And a lot of Bears news to lead off this week. Former Bears, current Bears. Now on the field, bad news. The offensive line takes a hit. Big hit. As left guard Tevin Jenkins, looking like he's going to miss time in the regular season. I know it's not his back. Yeah, no. What was it, Chris Williams? Was he the one that we drafted with back problems? Yeah, Tevin had his problems with his back, and he had the surgery his rookie year. But he's built everything up around it. That's not the problem anymore. Now it's a leg injury. So... We still don't have a a firm timetable for his return, but it looks like he could miss up to the first month of the regular season. Now, another little intriguing thing going on here in the preseason. We signed P.J. Walker. We still have Nathan Peterman on the roster, but... Why the hell did Peterman get so much playing time? Well... Against the Colts. There are sentiments, rumblings, rumors that D2 quarterback from Shepherd University, Tyson Begent, is in line to be the backup for Justin Fields week one. Okay. Again, so why did Nathan Peterman have so much playing time? Maybe they're trying to say, hey, this is your last shot, buddy figure it out. I, I'd be fine if they, I wouldn't give the D2 kid the backup role. No, let him be Cut the, Peterman, keep him behind P.J. Walker. Walker. And then, yeah, let the D2 kid run the practice team. Right. Yeah. Get a couple reps here and there. Ugh. Now, of course, moving on to former Bears players in the good column. Mongo McMichael, Steve McMichael, is a Hall of Fame finalist for 2024. Good for him. Let's hope he actually makes it this year and he survives long enough to see it happen. Yeah, I was going to say, he makes it and he makes it. Yeah. Now on to the bad. But luckily we're talking about, again, former Former. Bears. Former Bear. Robert Quinn, who stole millions upon millions of dollars from the Bears, had one good season, 
One yep, really good one season. One good season. Arrested in South Carolina, hit and run and assault charges. By all accounts, it sounds like a very nasty, ugly incident. Yes, it was not pretty from what the article read. Yeah, and the assault is on a woman. Yeah, again, never a good thing. Now, former Bear Jimmy Graham, (laughs) arrested in Southern California, wandering around disoriented, but they're saying he had some sort of a seizure. Yeah. So if he had this seizure, why is he not on the pup list right now? Yeah, he pretty much went back, what, the the Saints were playing? The Chargers, I think? Yeah, and went back and started playing right away. If that happens, if you have a seizure, they don't let you drive for a specified amount of time. Why would this team put him at risk out there taking a shot to the head? It's a cover-up. It's a cover-up. I can't argue with you on that. And of course, Dave is the the master of the conspiracy theory. So I'll find one wherever you want me to look. <laughs> Don't get him started on the mysterious death of the Russian leader <laughs> who stood up to Putin. That the news just broke today. Yep. Nope. Make your own conclusions, kids. <laughs> I guess everybody is not happy playing. In Kansas City with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. All pro, all pro defensive tackle Chris Jones responding to a social media post, which I love, by the way, where the guy said, Oh, it must be so difficult. You have to play for $20 million this year. Chris Jones responds, Week eight, which of course is the maximum amount of time he can can hold out. out. before coming back to the team to get some of his his salary. Yeah. He's willing to put part of his salary basically on the almost line. half of it. Yeah. Between fines and lost salary. He would be looking at almost ten million dollars lost. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Crazy stuff, kids. And of course we've got Josh Jacobs with the Raiders still don't know where that's going to end up going. Yep. Jonathan Taylor, the Colts have given him permission to seek out a trade. His agent's been on the horn. Now their Colts are fielding offers, trying to see what they can get. Latest that I heard today is that about half a dozen teams have inquired. Two teams have made offers. There we go. The Colts are looking for a first-round pick or the equivalent like a second, in multiple third. picks. Yeah. So, now, of course, the usual suspects are named, the Bills, the Dolphins. Any team that's had struggled with the running game. But you're going to have to pay him. Right. You're going, you're to, going have to, to have to. Have to. You, you don't trade for and him and let his, him walk. You don't know how his ankle's going to be this year. Because he's already said it has not responded the way they had hoped after the surgery. So he's going to have to think about taking a pay cut until he can prove himself again. 
Yeah, I got a feeling he's going to be playing for the Colts this year. Yep. I just, again, I don't want to hear the whining and the bitching and the moaning and the crying from the running backs. About we're underpaid, we're undervalued. Somebody else on the team is getting the money. Again, this is a salary cap league, and all the teams spend very, very close most years to that cap number. So somebody else on that team, whether it's your quarterback, a stud defensive lineman, a stud secondary guy, a stud wide receiver, somebody's getting the money. Or a tackle that will protect the hell out of your quarterback's blind side. Somebody's getting that money. It's not like, again, I've used the analogy before, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Baltimore Orioles, who are not spending the money because they're not required to in Major League Baseball. The NFL is a completely different animal. So the whining and the crying from the running backs, I'm tired of it. Just be done. Be grateful you're getting what you're getting. Ugh. Poor Trey Lance. Getting pushed right on out of the league already. Sam Darnold's been named the backup quarterback to Mr. Purdy. Yeah, now the thing that's interesting about this is, number one, after the injury in the playoffs, initially we were told that Brock Purdy might not be ready for the beginning of the season. Right. Might not be ready until about halfway through the season. So then it was, is it going to be Sam Darnold? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Now all of a sudden, Brock Purdy comes out, looks stellar in San Francisco's last preseason game. So he's set. He's ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And, of course, that's going to kill the career of one Trey Lance. Which, if they were so high and all high it up on him, why did they even bring Darnold in? Yeah, that'll tell you right there. That they did not have the faith in Lance. Yeah, that is one of the the few out-and-out whiffs by uh, John Lynch in the front office. That Trey Lance, as the number two pick in the draft a few years ago, is going to go down as a miserable failure. Now, do I hope that? No, of course not. I hope he bounces back, succeeds somewhere else, but the odds are not in his favor given the fact that this league, here and now... Yep, Lance was a number three overall pick in 2020. All right, number three. My, My bad. This league will discard quarterbacks at the drop of a hat. Ask Zach Wilson with the Jets. Jordan Love, luckily, now gets his chance to shine. Yeah. But he was very close, very close to being discarded. Yep, it's a finicky league in which they play. And, of course, one Baker Mayfield has his last best chance. Yep. Going to name the starter for the Bucks. He beat out Kyle Trask. I'd heard many, many good things out of camp about Kyle Trask, but they go the with the veteran. Vet, give Trask a little bit of time. And now, Mayfield could be just one hit away again. And the thing is, Mayfield did not look bad in the limited time he played with the Rams at the end of last year. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. And this is where I get really mad as a Buccaneers fan about them comparing the media, them, comparing this Aaron Rodgers 
New York Jets situation to Tom Brady stepping in with the Buccaneers a few years ago. <laughs> Tom Brady walked into the perfect situation. He's not an idiot. He had a no. head coach who was established already in Bruce Arians. He had Mike Evans. He had Chris Godwin. He had a stellar defense. And he had, had a great a offensive running line. Game. And he had Leonard Fournette, a decent running game. There Everything are a lot more question marks with the Jets. The coach, okay, you bring Dalvin Cook in, mm-hmm. that's fine. That defense right now is not nearly as good as the defense the Buccaneers had. No, it's not. Stop hey, it. Stop with these comparisons. The hard knocks. Crap. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and the last I checked, Rodgers won, what, one Super Bowl? Yeah. How many is Tom Brady got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm. Big difference. Big difference. All right, the Ravens, finally, years and years and years in the making, lost a preseason game. (laughs) Good grief. I believe it was a last-second kick. Yes. They lost to the Commanders. And the Commanders celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. (laughs) Yes, they did. They've had so little to celebrate. You have to take what you can get. And again, we we kind of alluded to this, and we'll get to this when we get to our NFL season preview here in a couple weeks. But crucial, crucial time with new ownership for – Ron Rivera. Yep. We'll see what Sam Howell does as the starting quarterback. Lots of questions in Washington. Now I will say this, kids. I will I will preface the rest of this episode by saying this. And we could have already said this about Robert Quinn. I guess we weren't going to say it about Jimmy Graham, but there are going to be some dumbass candidates who we just work into the regular part of the show. It's, because it it's, happens. It just gets redundant. Big time, overpaid athlete gets pulled over for yada, yada, yada. Gun charges, drug charges. Hey, speaking of that. Oh, yeah. Gee. <laughs> nice segue there talking about Cowboys defensive end Sam Williams who was in possession of a controlled substance, and it was not marijuana. Reports are it is a state jail penalty substance, along with an unlawful carry. Yep. So. Yeah, that's a misdemeanor That's a misdemeanor, but the controlled substance charge is the one to watch. And he has had issues with the law before. So So it, it may not even be coke. It could be meth. Yep. And again, once again, Jerry Jones and his motley crew make the headlines in the wrong way. Once again. I swear to God. It's almost a pattern. I swear to God, I think if you get a camera inside his office at AT AT&T Stadium, he has got a picture of Jimmy Johnson. He looks at it all the time and goes, oh, Jimmy, I miss you, Jimmy. (laughs) I love you, Jimmy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I ran you out. 
Either that or it's sitting on a dartboard poked full of holes. <laughs> or he's got his picture painted on the bottom of a toilet bowl <laughs> in his private he's, he's, lavatory. He's, he's got specially printed Jimmy Johnson toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about them, cowboys? Here you go. Meet my cheeks, Jimmy. Uh, but that would be pure bitterness because Jimmy is, in the end, more significant than Jerry Jones. Yes. All right, let's move on to college football. A couple things here to talk about. Number one, number one next week. I just alluded to the fact that we're going to be talking about the NFL and our season predictions in a couple weeks. But next week is our NCAA football season prediction episode. We will look at... Good grief, that came up quick. I know, but it's that time. <clears throat> yep. We'll look at who we we all think on our panel of eight will make, for the last year... The final four. The final four, and who will win the overall title. Heisman Trophy prediction. Yep, predictions for Notre Dame and Miami, the teams that we follow. And, of course, we will have... It'll be a smaller slate for week one, but a slate of... NCAA games that we will share our picks with you. Yep. We're not picking this weekend. We're not picking the... We don't pick week zero. Yeah. Even if Notre Dame's over in Ireland playing Navy. Who cares? Who cares? Week zero does not count for us. And there's usually not that many good games. No. They're just... And this week, this week, this year, no exception when it comes to week zero. We were talking earlier about conspiracy theories, right, Dave? Yes, we usually do. And, of course, I'm like you. I am always in for a good conspiracy theory. Isn't it funny? Or as Alanis Morissette would say, isn't it ironic that Jim Harbaugh was in line for a four-game suspension from the NCAA? And I believe that fourth game would have been a very significant game on the schedule. Yep. For the Michigan Wolverines. And the NCAA said, no, we're looking to hit him harder. So now Michigan comes out and says, well, we're, we're, we're going to do a, a three-game self-penalty to maybe ease, ease things down the road. Uh-huh. 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 Where it's all the first three cakewalk games that they don't all, or shouldn't have to worry about. All cupcake games. All cupcake games. And you watch. You watch. This will quietly go away. The NCAA will accept this three-game self-imposed penalty. And Michigan will – because you know why? The TV partners. The TV yep. partners do not want – a big game once we hit week four and the cupcakes for Alabama and for Michigan and all the big schools are gone and they start getting into the conference games, they don't want to piss off their TV partners. Well, guess what? Sometimes they have to be pissed off because justice needs to be served. But it's just funny. It's just funny. Yes. They yes, put the four-game suspension out there. Oh, oh, okay. That's pretty significant. No, we don't want that. We're, coming, we're down. coming down hard. Now, 
we'll just take three. We'll do it ourselves. We'll do three yeah. ourselves to show we're, we're in good faith. And I guarantee it's going to stick and it's all it's going to be. And Harbaugh will be gone after this season so he doesn't have to serve anything. And if they come down on the university, oh, well, what does he care? Yep. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I hate, and it's, that's, not, it's not just the NCAA. It's all the major sports. This is why we rip on them each and every week on this show. We are the fountain of honesty when it comes to sports. They are playing us. They act like we're idiots. They act like we're stupid when it comes to their TV and streaming deals, when it comes to these kind of quote-unquote harsh penalties. Yeah. No, you We can see, see right through what you're doing. They don't need Jim Harbaugh to coach him against West Montana State, you know? Oh, it's frustrating. All right. The ACC starting to get a little more serious about staying in with the big boys now that the conferences are starting to expand or fail miserably. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Pac-12. Pack four. Yeah. The ACC now again ramping up efforts to bring Cal and Stanford in from the Pac-12, as well as SMU is now in the sights of the ACC as they try to keep Florida State, Miami, and Clemson happy. Yep. And God, who's, oh, which ACC soccer coach was it? I forgot to write his name down. The other day said that the Cal and Stanford could just rot on the vine because he doesn't want to have to compete with recruiting with Stanford. That's, that is not the answer you want to hear. No, but that's from a soccer coach. Right. Go figure. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't count. Really? A soccer coach in the ACC? Yep. Complaining about having to recruit against Stanford. Yeah, guy. Who was? I'll that's have to okay. see if I can find it at some point. We're going to stick with the Pac-12, or as Dave said, the Pac-4. And again... Reggie Bush <laughs> suing the NCAA for defamation. Why, do you ask? Because he lost his Heisman. No, he doesn't like the language that you was used in a statement a couple years ago. His name was not brought up. His name was not brought up. But the implication was that Reggie Bush was involved in a pay-for-play scandal. Oh, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I'm going to sue you now. I'm going to sue you. Well, if somebody... Did had... you or did you not take benefits and money and houses for your family? Oh, but that's not pay-for-play. Shut up, Reggie. Go back and do some more Wendy's commercials. Keep your goddamn piles shut. You weren't that great when it came to the pros. You're not that good as a commentator. Just Shut up and take what you've got and be happy. Just go away. No, There's a report the there bag. for a reason. There is a reason for it. 
You were corrupt. You and deserve you to caught. lose the Heisman. You got caught. And now because you don't like the language from a quote from a couple of years ago from the NCAA because they said pay for play. Oh, that's that's exactly defamation. What it was. No, that's what it was. You got paid to play for USC. It's garbage. It, it, this is. I hope somebody is smart enough to say, throw no, it out, throw no. this lawsuit out. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, kids, that's going to do it for segment one. Football gaining momentum. Your football fix here this week. We've got it covered, over and done. We've still got baseball, NASCAR, a little bit of soccer news, controversy. And a new women's world champion. Of course, in the final segment, dumbasses of the week. You know the drill by now, kids. Stay tuned. Dave and I will be right back. This episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0 is brought to you by the Bills Mafia Marital Aid Company, because when you are down and out, we'll bring you back up and in the game. Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher. All right, segment two here on Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. And here we are taping August 23rd, 2023, dropping on the 24th, talking baseball now on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, iHeart, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! <laughs> I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even do it. I'm so sad. Yes, this is the last, the last bastion for Stitcher. Stitcher shutting down next week as we tape. We cannot. <sighs> there it is. Druck off the list. Dave is crossing Stitcher off the list of the available platforms where you can enjoy Sports Frenzy 2.0. Uh, no one, no official replacement has been named yet. No, but we'll figure something out. We always do. So, baseball. Big news out of Chicago. Expected this at the end of this season, but Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, comes out and announces yesterday on the 22nd the firing of Executive Vice President Kenny Williams and GM Rick Hahn. Yes, I have been calling for that all season long. Finally, it happened last night. As my buddy texted me, he goes, yes, I was just getting ready to go to bed when I heard the news. Now I can have sweet dreams. But alas, the nightmare is going to begin already after just a short glimmer of hope that maybe Reinsdorf finally pulled his head out of his ass and would go outside the organization. Maybe to bring somebody in who actually knows what the hell they're doing in this new day and age of baseball. But the rumblings now, they're gonna stay 
in-house former player Chris Getz, who served the last several years as the coordinator of the minor leagues, trying to put that together. It has not gone well. He has been a joke putting the minor league system together and running it. Had a few years in the assisting in the front office with Kansas City. Again, why freaking Kansas City? And if the rumors are true, Getz as an assistant will bring in his former boss, Dayton Moore, former GM for the Chiefs that he worked under. The Royals? Yep. Okay, you said the Chiefs. Or sorry, Kansas City. <laughs> He's upset, kids. He's very I'm upset. Pissed. Why are we going to the Royals? The only organization worse than them in this division. Oh, but they had two good years. Whoopty frickin' do. They've been trash every other time. I want consistency. They're the second worst team in baseball this year. Yes. God, it's pathetic. And we find out frickin' Tony LaRusso's back as an advisor to Reinsdorf during this crap. It gets worse and worse. Reinsdorf has got to sell the damn team. Well, there are rumors There's, that he's thinking about it. He needs to because right now, letters are going out to season ticket holders for renewals for next year. And if you're pulling this crap, staying in-house and not giving your fans any glimmer of hope for the future, nobody's going to buy tickets they're going to be done. And we're talking now the rumored leak to try and gain some leverage that the Sox, oh, the lease is up with guaranteed rate field in six years. Get us a new lease. Give us more property around there so we can develop our own entertainment district or we'll move somewhere else in the city, or we'll move out of state. I swear, if they relocate to another city, I'm done with baseball. Salt Lake Sox. Done. Salt Lake Sox. Done with baseball. I will, I, no, I am going to be so pissed off, there would be no coming back from it. And the way that Chicago runs that city, the disarray that city is in, I could see them just being stupid enough to let the White Sox go. Yeah. Just like the Bears are saying, we're moving to the suburbs. Will the Sox stay somewhere? Who knows? Does, does Chicago become knows? a second-class sports city with only one sports team per major league? Hockey, basketball, baseball, football, whereas New York gets everything they want, multiple Double. teams in every sport. LA. Los Angeles. But Chicago would drop out. They losing, would. Losing their second, their second baseball team. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely pathetic that we got such an arrogant, narrow-minded individual who's more focused on loyalty than winning. 
And you saw that for how long with Paxson and the Bulls? And we've seen the results with the Bulls. After Michael Jordan left, success has been very, very limited with the Bulls. Yeah, there's been they nothing. They let Jimmy Butler walk. Now they're dealing with the mess mm-hmm. with with Lonzo Ball and the, the perpetual knee injury that will never heal. Yeah. It's it goes on and on with with Reinsdorf. Yeah. So, uh, but there's frustration. Hope. There's hope in hockey. There is hope in hockey with Connor Bedard, and there's hope on the north side. If kind you, of. If you could ever, of. if you could ever get a, a manager, I still think he's going to be the reason why the Cubs somehow miss the playoffs. Because right now, they're in a dogfight for that wild card spot, that last wild card spot. Just a day ago, as we tape, they had jumped over the Giants and taken over the second wild card spot. Then they lost to the Tigers yesterday. And it all kind of fell back again. The Diamondbacks are hot again. So now yep. they're back in the mix. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy, crazy stuff. Luckily, the Cubs won today, taking two out of three from the Detroit Tigers. Cubs right now are sixty-six and sixty, second place in the NL Central, three and a half games behind Milwaukee. And again, I say it every year. I say it every year. Craig Council is one of the most undervalued underrated managers. He has got nothing, a team that will spend nothing to help him out. They did nothing at the trade deadline, virtually nothing. And he's doing all he can to get these guys to perform and play, putting them in a position to win. And they're still, what, a dozen games above 500? Yep. He's going to the playoffs again. This is the guy. This is the guy who everybody is going to be going after. I was going to say. If the Yankees jettison Brett Boone, they're going to or Aaron it. Boone. Sorry, Aaron Boone. Yeah, I get the Boones mixed up. At least I didn't say Daniel Boone <laughs> <laughs> or Debbie Boone. <laughs> oh, the or worst Pat. song ever! Or, the worst song ever. Or Pat, you light up my life. I like Pat Boone. Pat Boone's fine. There you go. But you light up my life. Worst oh, song God. ever. It's, ever. It's pretty bad. But the Yankees. Speaking of Aaron Boone and possibly <laughs> maybe seeing Craig Council go to the Big Apple. Yep. Nine game losing streak. Which is the longest losing streak for the New York Yankees since 1982. Put that in perspective, kids. I was in high school. Dave was about ready to go to high school. That's how long ago. <clears throat> it's been since the Yankees have had this kind of run of futility. Yep. God, 82. I was 11. Yep. I was 16. Ugh. Of course, the music was great. Oh, the music was phenomenal. But We got Van that's... Halen in prime form, Night Ranger. Life was good on the rock and roll scene. Yep. But do you think I'm going to shed a tear for the Yankees or the Mets? Hell no. 
tears but, of joy from laughter at their misery. Will they do the right thing and fire Aaron Boone, <laughs> fire Brian Cashman, and bring and in a guy, like, time. a guy like Craig Council? Now, does Craig Council, <laughs> I got to believe he wants to get away from Milwaukee. He wants to go somewhere where they where will at least. he has a legitimate chance. Well, they'll at least spend the money. Yeah. But is that does New he York? Want to, does he want to deal with the nightmare that is New York? Do the Dodgers, if they fail again in the playoffs, finally get rid of Dave Roberts? Does that open mm-hmm. up? Time will tell. All right. Unfortunately, some bad news. We talked last week. The scandal was just percolating, just starting up. <clears throat> Of course, Dave and I were talking about Wander Franco and his suspension from the Tampa yep. Bay Rays. And Dave, of course, brought up the fact there were pictures on social media. With an underage girl. Now it's coming out that he had inappropriate relationships with multiple underage girls. So the Tampa Bay Rays, understandably, are pulling his likeness. From all around Tropicana Field, they're pulling TV ads that he's involved with. Yep, you have to. Now he has been put on administrative leave. Yep, and that's something both the team, the league, and the players' union have to agree on. And then, of course, keep in mind, he is just starting an 11-year $182 million deal. <sighs> so it'll be very interesting to see how that all shakes out. Yes. In terms yes, of. Yes, it will. Do the Rays have to pay it if he is found guilty of inappropriate conduct with minors down in the Dominican Republic? That's an out. Sorry. See, there's, You've got to have. In every contract, there has got to be the language. For legal things, there's an out. But, you know, I am cynical beyond belief. I don't believe it. I believe somehow he'll still end up getting money, a large chunk of this contract, from the Rays. And again, you know I hate the players' unions, and we'll talk more about them in just a minute in another sport. But I hate the players' I hate unions because they're not needed anymore. Unions were put in place to make sure working conditions were better. Working conditions were safe and sanitary. Unions were not put in place to, bleed to destroy companies, dry. destroy companies so you could get a pension that would keep your family safe and sound while destroying tens and dozens of other families because they would get laid off, fired. Company shuts down. I don't care what union people think of me saying that. I honestly don't. I hate unions. I hate them. They serve no goddamn purpose other than to destroy the lives of people who aren't in the unions. Oh, Dave, did you see that Seattle-Houston series over the weekend? Not really, no, because I was rocking out all weekend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll get to that in the weekend edition. 
Concerts, concerts, concerts. Lots of concerts. But I did watch a little bit of the Seattle-Houston series over the weekend. I believe it was on Peacock Sunday. A couple of milestones reached over the weekend, this past weekend, in that series. Number one, Jose Altuve gets his 2,000th hit. Becomes only the third Houston Astro ever. Of course, you should be able to name the other two. Biggio. There's one. And the other B. God, now I'm drawing a blank. Bagwell. Bagwell, yes. Bagwell. Bagwell and Biggio, and now Now Altuve. And they were talking like it's within reach. Altuve just seems like he's been in the league forever. Yeah, and he hasn't been. No, he's, he's, he's right around 30 years old. Yeah, he's only been in, what, eight years? Yeah, he's but it only seems been like he's been years. in a lot more than that. Yeah, it well, does. because he was mired on those awful teams when they were tanking before building up, and he's been the face of that franchise the entire time. And in eight years, already netted 2,000 hits. And he's got at least probably another 10 years to go. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, a little bit younger and on the other side, Julio Rodriguez. You want to talk about a guy who was on fire? Major League Baseball record, 17 hits in four games. Oof. And of course, Damn. the Seattle Mariners have been on fire. They have pushed their way not only into the playoffs, they've pushed past Toronto to take that last wild card spot and are threatening these Astros. And the, t- and the Rangers. Yes. Yeah, the Rangers are starting to fail a little bit at the top there. Yeah. So we shall see who, who ends up being the champion of the American League. It's going to be interesting because I don't know. Do we really trust Baltimore yet? I don't know. Tampa we Bay have to see. has been playing basically 500 baseball since their hot start. Yeah. Here you go. As of now taping before this evening's games, Rangers 72-54, Houston 72-55, Mariners 71-56. The AL West is very tight, kids. So it's going to be fun down the stretch to see in both the American and the National League who ends up making it into the postseason. Then, of course, once we get there, we know it is anybody's game. Yep, except for the Twins. They're just trash. (laughs) I know. I know. It's just awful. 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 (sighs) Yeah, we should just be able to, like, delete Delete, 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 delete the AL Central. Yeah. And just let, you know, let uh, Seattle and Houston and Texas and Toronto and Tampa, the Orioles, yeah. let those six fight it out. You know, just yeah. skip the twins. Just skip the twins. Sorry, that that's almost like a bye. Yeah. All right. I mentioned how much I hate unions, and again, I don't care what you think. I don't care. I don't care. 
we mentioned last week, James Harden calling Philadelphia 76ers <sighs> owner Daryl Morey a liar. Well, guess what? The league says you can't do that. You cannot say that about an owner. James Harden fined $100,000. Good. Oh, but the, the players NBA Players Association, Association files uh, a grievance. Guess what? Too damn bad. So can the owners start saying shit about the players? Can Daryl Morey come out and say, well, James Harden's a pussy? Can he say that? I bet he can't. I bet he would be drummed out of the league in two seconds like Donald Sterling forced to sell the team. Yep. But James Harden can debase and degrade an owner, and that's okay. James Harden is the most disgraceful, disappointing basketball player of all time. One of them. Based on his statistics, based on the fact that he's been able to move to any team he wanted to through whining, bitching, pissing, moaning, and crying, he and has always put himself in a position to win, yet he always, he always blows fails. it up. He sabotages it. He, does, he doesn't perform when he is expected to. And remember the last playoffs? He had one good game, and I said, oh, are we finally going to see James Harden show up? Nope. Of course, yeah, after that one, one good game. performance. One game a year in the postseason, he shows up. Now, let's move on to soccer. 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 Because, of course, the American women failed miserably. Maybe if you weren't so worried about doing advertisements and kissing Megan Rapinoe's ass, her purple-haired ass, yep. you could have well, focused on the game itself. Yep, and their co-captain, Lindsey Horan, said that they were not fully prepared heading into this world. But they're Cup. blaming the coach for that. They're blaming the coach for that. Not they themselves. Take... They're not blaming themselves. They're no, blaming, they're the, blaming coach the coach. Who has but been they dismissed. need they need to own up because they're more focused on their own commercials, their own interests, and not, not working together as a team as they had in the past. The coach should have had nothing to do with it. It's on them as individuals. They knew what needed to be done to continue. They can't lay all the blame on the coach. But, of course, he's a scapegoat. He's going to get the, the blame. He's the one who gets dismissed. So, who, you ask, won the Women's World Cup? That would be Spain, as they defeated England. But do you think we could have a champion in the Women's World Cup without scandal? No, well, I want to give Not you... Not one, but two. But two. I wanted to give you Horn's other things. She did say, we did not get the best out of every single individual. I don't think everyone was fully prepared, and that's on us as well. All right, good for her then. So she good is for her. putting the onus on the team as well. Good for her. So Still doesn't save the job of the coach. It doesn't, but at least you have somebody taking personal responsibility, which from that team is unbelievable. Yeah, a very rare occurrence indeed. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. 
So now we have two scandals involving Spain's victory over England in the Women's World Cup. And of course, both basically sexual harassment. Spanish Soccer Federation President Luis Robales caught on video in the celebration grabbing the head of one of the players and kissing her full on on the lips. Not cool. And she basically was asked about it at the press conference afterwards and said, no, I did not enjoy it. He needs to be reprimanded and fined. But now we have more video. And again, this day and age, there's video, video everywhere. Oh, he did it to more than one player. No, 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 no. No, this is not about Luis Reballes. This is about the coach himself, Jorge Vilda. Jorge Vilda is seen on video during the celebration copping a feel of a female staffer's breast. No! And again, it's all on video. Both of these situations, both of these instances caught on video. Come on. So inappropriate. Idiots. This is the kind of stuff. Idiots. This is the kind of stuff where, despite the fact I hate, hate the hashtag MeToo movement, this is the kind of stuff where I go, you're killing me, guys. You're killing me. How am I supposed to stick up for men when you're pulling shit like this? Unfortunately, there are the entitled power-mad individuals who think they can do whatever they want. And they need to be held accountable and taken down. And stop ruining it for everybody else! There you go. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. But yeah, will Spain... Do the right thing? It's Spain. Seriously, do we expect that machismo mentality to take a back seat to do the right thing? No. 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 We will be all all indignant here in America. The press will continue to to focus on this for another week or two, and it'll go away because there's nothing we can do about it because it's not in America where we, again, bitch and piss and moan and complain until we destroy our society. Oh, it's already three quarters of the way gone, so. Where the the needs of the few, the wants, the rights of the few are much more important than the wants, the needs, and the right of the vast majority. But I digress. And I'm going to digress right into another promo break. We'll be back. Stay tuned, kids. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. 
Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, kids, third and final segment here on August the 23rd, 2023, dropping Thursday morning, August the 24th. He's a conquistador, Dave Height. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. We are approaching the end of the NASCAR Cup Series regular season. One more race to go, 25 down, and then 10 more races to winnow out, to filter out the chaff until we get a champion for the 2023 season. Doesn't look like it's going to be Chase Elliott. No, no, it does not, barring a miracle at Daytona. God, what an absolute pathetic performance by the Hendricks team. Not the, well, just that team, because of course, yeah. William Byron. Byron wins the race, but they needed Elliott to win to qualify, and they let him down. And of course, we're talking about the race at Watkins Glen. Go bowling at the Glen. Dave and I, of course, no, we're not bitter just because we picked Chase Elliott to actually show up and win. Now, Dave was at a concert, as he mentioned previously, so I was filling him in up to the point where it was worthless and hopeless. Yeah, when all hope was lost. But here's what happened with Chase Elliott. Of course, we just mentioned William Byron won. I won't say he dominated because the first stage, it looked like Michael McDowell was going to run away with this thing. But then he just had... The worst luck of all time. Two penalties, and then his car just basically quit. So he ended up last. After winning the first stage, dominating the first stage. So then William Byron stepped up. Byron finished second in the first stage and then stepped up, and he dominated the rest of the race. But Chase Elliott. Horrible qualifying to begin with. Right. I believe he started 16th. The thing is, when I told Dave the big, the killer was Chase Elliott running out of gas as they try to make it on two stops. You never try and go. And it didn't even get him at the lead at all. No, he was in the top 10. And then he runs out of gas. Why did he run out of gas? Because his crew chief told him, you're fine, you flip the switch on the reserve, and you can go two more laps. That would have worked at Richmond. Yeah. The idiot was looking at the reserve tank as if they were on a short track like Richmond, not a a long course course track like Watkins Glen. I cannot believe a professional cup-level crew chief could make made that, that kind of mistake. Stupid mistake. That's inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. So of course Chase Elliott finishes near the back of the pack, as Dave alluded to, destroying his chances to get into the Cup playoffs. Albeit, a win at Daytona would get him in. Wouldn't that be funny if that happened? Ugh bastard 
Now Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski lock in on points. So right now the only person left on the bubble is Bubba Wallace. Bubble Wallace? Bubba cannot afford to have a new winner at the Coke Zero Sugar 400 this coming Saturday night. He needs a solid finish too, doesn't he? Or I he, think he'd, he'd be okay. He's okay almost on okay points. on points, but he cannot have somebody outside the top 16 right now win the race. So we'll see how that goes. Sorry, Bubba. Go. Well, I'm not going to give my pick away yet. Truck Series drivers Chris Hacker and Jason White suspended for separate DWI incidents. Yep. Well, it indefinitely boggles, suspended. It always boggles my mind. I will never understand. Race car drivers, professional race car drivers at the top level getting DWIs. I will never understand it. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Speeding, I get. Driving while drunk, never no. will get it. No. Never will get it. Because these guys know the dangers of what happens behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, there's no excuse for it. <sighs> News on the media negotiations for the Cup Series. We all know where the Xfinity Series is going. NBC and Fox are close to renewing their deals. Just but, give it all to Fox. But we don't like NBC coverage. But, but they are still looking at giving up six to eight races in the summer to a third party. And right now the rumors CBS. are CBS. Right now the rumors are Amazon. No. A mystery guest to the party. Who, the CW, maybe? You're going to love the third one. Max. No, God, keep it off the effing streaming services. And rumors are that if Max gets it, you will have to pay even more to no. access. That's absolutely You'll have to basically crap. sign up for their highest tier no. in order to access that the NASCAR races. That is absolute garbage. Absolute trash. Keep streaming out of sports. I can tell you it right has now, to be done. People will bolt. One guy who ain't going to do it, that's me. I sure as hell Max won't. is trash. Max is absolute trash. I hate it, and I'm not paying more so I can watch six races. Yeah, not going to happen. Amazon, I'm already paying for that. They didn't jack the price up for Thursday Night Football. Okay, I can live with that. And Apple but, doesn't know what the hell they're doing with sports at all. Well, the rumor is Apple's now in, in the market to buy ESPN. God help us all. God help us all. This yeah. is ridiculous. God, please tell me Max does not get. Give it to the CDLB. Hell, let's give it to CBS. Bring Mike Joy and the crew over. Hell. We got Alan Bestwick out there who could do it for CBS. I know. I'm just telling you, the streaming stuff, I'm with you, though. 
it's inevitable that they're going to give it a shot, and it's inevitable that they are going to destroy the audience. Yep. People are fed up. Everybody was tired with having to pay the bigger rates for cable, and now you want everyone to buy every damn streaming service, which is going to cost more than what your cable did in the long run? No. And the streaming services aren't offering jack shit. No. In terms of good new content. There's nothing. I know this is kind of a weekend edition discussion, but I've already told Dave, the minute I watch The Flash, I'm out on HBO or Max. Sorry, I still call it HBO Max. Yeah, we, we went for the year because of the deal we got on it at the time. Right. It saved us in the long run. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm watching The Flash this weekend, and then I'm done. Because they won't tell me when Doom Patrol's coming back. Now they're saying I'm going to have to pay more if they jump into the Cup Series. Crap, crap, party. crap. Forget it. Forget it. I'll keep Peacock. I'll keep Paramount Plus. I'll keep Amazon. That's it. I've got a sweet deal on Disney Plus and Hulu into November, and then I dump them as well. There you go. I'm still not giving the rat my money. Well, I'm only giving them $3 a month for both. There so. you go. That was a sweetheart deal. All right. The SRX season is done. It's a wrap. And unfortunately, because of concerts, life, Liberty. Dave and I have not been able to watch the last two races. No, nope, but we know what happened. We caught some highlights. We told you last week, Tony won his home track of Eldora. This week at Lucas Oil. Not the one track, in Indianapolis. The dirt track further west. Jonathan Davenport, the local guy out there, wins the first heat and the feature. So congratulations to him for showing everybody up on his home turf. And our third SRX overall champion is actually our third different yep. overall SRX champion. We had Tony Stewart in season one. We had Marco Andretti last year. And this year, we have Flying Ryan Newman. Yep. Good for him and his comeback to racing. It's limited. This, this is the type of thing that's good for him. Not not a lot of high impact stuff. Just fun for him to get out there and and compete. Yeah, and uh, uh, I believe one Mister Paul Tracy never came back. No, no, he <laughs> did not. I believe his his SRX career could quite possibly be over because I think he is personally responsible for damage to more cars than all the other drivers combined. Well, again, the way they patterned this year's schedule, basically following the Cup Series around, yeah, making it easier for a guy like Brad Keselowski to or run the Kyle full. Bush, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, multiple races, Denny Hamlin for a race, Kevin Harvick yeah. for a couple races. Hopefully, the word gets out. They keep doing this so it's they can bring more fun. Cup drivers in, so they can keep at least the eight full time. They only end up with seven again because of the, the Paul oh. Tracy debacle. So they end up with seven full-time SRX competitors. he's retiring. You can run Harvick there as his replacement. 
It would have been perfect. Just saying. Would have been perfect if they were doing Saturday nights. And because they would still be on CBS. Yeah. I'm just saying. I agree. CBS was better coverage. All right. That moves us to our picks for race 26 of the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series season. The final race of the regular season. Saturday night, August the 26th, 2023. The Coke Zero Sugar 400 from Daytona International Speedway. Always a crapshoot on who do you pick for these tight drafting tracks. And unfortunately for our competition, this has been a very, very tricky, difficult, rough year. Because of the fact that Chase Elliott shit the bed, Dave is now a couple points out below the cut line for the playoffs, actually, out of our eight panelists. Yeah, thanks, Almondinger. Thanks, Elliott. You both yeah, royally screwed me. We should have flipped the two. Yeah. We should have taken Elliott at Indy, Indy and Almondinger for Watkins Glen. Yeah. Would have been so much Still better. wouldn't got wins, but gotten a lot more points. Yeah, points would have not have been an issue for me. God. So right now, four of our eight panelists with one wild card, crazy ass race to go are below the cut line. So the picks had better count for everybody this week. So Dave, who you got? Give me Ryan Blaney. If that pick can't come through for you, I don't know who can. He's if I had one left, I out would of, take it. Out of the guys who usually run, he's who I've got left. Well, and he is a stellar, he, stellar, he, he is good super in the speedway draft. racer. He is stellar. good in the draft. I like that pick. Bill, below the cut line, is taking another very, very good super speedway racer in Denny Hamlin. Yep, runs Daytona very well. Next, who I had penciled in, but I had to shift on the fly a few races back. Nick, also below the cut line, also taking Denny Hamlin. And then Aaron, the Big Easy. He thinks the doomsday scenario will occur. He thinks Chase Elliott will win <laughs> Daytona. You might as well give it a shot. So the four guys underneath the cut line for the Frenzy Cup final regular season race. Dave takes Ryan Blaney. Bill takes Denny Hamlin. Nick takes Denny Hamlin. Aaron takes Chase Elliott. Now for the four of us who are above the cut line and should make it in on points, regardless of what happens to Daytona, Mrs. C., no pick yet. That's fine. Still a couple hours before the deadline. I am going with the man who needs to win to assure himself a spot in the playoffs. I am taking one Daryl Bubba Wallace. Sam, Not a bad pick, Sam, especially if it gets rain-shortened. Like I said, I don't need the points. I'm in. I'm going to make it in on points. There you go. He's the only guy that I've got available to me. I don't have Blaney. Yeah, he's the one who can run the I don't the have plates. Hamlin. Yeah. He, he, he knows how to run the draft. Right. Sam with an interesting pick. Of course, he's way out in front. He's taking Austin Sindrick. Interesting. And then the other 
member of our panel. He he was sick for the last few days. He might have thought he was taking <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm going to end up, because of the rules that we have in place this year, I have four wins, he has three. I will end up being the leader. Yeah, even though he's got a monster points lead on all of us. Right, which we're working on possibly changing for next year. I still have a problem with a win and end. caving in to Bill and his one-year whining bitch fest. I still have a problem with it. It's just a one-year aberration. We have never had outside of one person per year. One person we, we've per had, year. We've had three at one point in the past. I don't remember that. I do not remember that. Where we had three miss the playoffs, I don't remember that. Yeah, because there were three of us trying to get the points to win the movie night out. Oh, that's a I long was one time of them. Ago. It was a while back. But... Doug, surprisingly, the governor having a stellar run here. He's taking Kevin Harvick. All right. There you go. So there are seven of our eight picks. Check out our Facebook page to see all eight picks this weekend before the race. You'll find our baseball picks there as well. Coming up, football picks. Starting next weekend. All right, now we move on to Moments of Silence. Dave has got a couple of those for you. Yep. Young Tragedy. Ashley Albertson, 24-year-old racer out of Indiana. Sponsored by Tony Stewart Racing. Unfortunately passes away young in a traffic accident on the highway. Caught up. Hearts and Thoughts and prayers go out to her family and friends. And then Tom Courtney, Olympic gold medal winning sprinter from the 56 Summer Olympics in Australia, pulled off a last second victory in the 800 meter 4x4. So, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. So, of course, as always, in the final segment, each and every week, whether it's a sports edition, whether it's a weekend edition, as Ross Geller said, pivot. We pivot. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Would you like to play a game? We have only got four, but I miss it. I miss playing dumbass or not. So let's do it this week. The Red Foreman Dumbass of the Week segment. We are going to turn into America's favorite game show, Dumbass or Not. So I have four dumbasses that I will bounce off of the esteemed conquistador Dave Height. He will tell me, Kev, you're absolutely right. Kev, you're full of shit. That's not a dumbass move, or in most cases, yeah, definitely it is. Let's start off with Yahoo Sports. As so many media outlets love to do this time of year with the NFL season on the horizon, getting ready to start, let's simulate the uh, 2023 season through Madden. Yeah. 
because that's a good way to make predictions. What? So Yahoo simulated through Madden 24 the upcoming season. They predict based on these simulations that Super Bowl 58 will go to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I would be embarrassed making that prediction. I would run simulations over and over and over again to get a different result. That's pathetically bad. Oh, and the Bears were not spared. The Bears were saddled with one of the worst records in the league, according (laughs) to their simulation, and Justin Fields had a miserable year. Yeah, okay, whatever. Is it not dumbass to just even give this type of stuff any credence? It's so pathetic. So pathetic. All right. We talked last week about the whole scandal with Michael Orr and the blind side, and we'll get more into that on the weekend edition too. But it has leaked its way back into the world of regular sports. And not where you would think, not in football. There is a 2019 Ja Morant basketball card that is skyrocketing in value because in the background, the Tuies are seen sitting there in the, the front row attending the game. Oh, for the love of God and all that's holy. You people who spend that kind of money for stupidity like that need to be taken out and shot. Dumbass. Well, there's also some rapper in it, too, that that died. But nobody, I mean, we're not going to know rappers. This is dumb. That is just dumb beyond belief. Oh, you know who else was in the card background? Todd Bridges. (laughs) Oh, well, all right. Different strokes. What you talk about, Willis? <laughs> yeah. Todd Bridges is on the, the card in the background, too. So, Oh, for the love. No, that is just dumbass beyond belief. So we're two for two. We're two for two. All right. I think I'm going to have a clean sweep this week because those are the two that I thought might, <laughs> uh, might not go through. PGA Tour golfer Eric Compton arrested here recently. Why? Well, unfortunately, domestic violence. What did he do? He threw his wife through a wall. Not only a dumbass, the guy should be buried under the foundation of her next house. Inexcusable. Staying with golf for our final Dumbass or not. And this one's going to take a few minutes because I think this this speaks to a bigger, larger issue, specifically gambling, which if you've listened to this podcast, you know Dave and I are not fans of the legalization of sports gambling. opposed to sports betting sites sponsoring advertising and games. 
So, like I said, we're staying with golf. So, last weekend's BMW Championship. How much did Phil lose this time? Yeah, you mock, <laughs> you mock, but here we go. This is why I want to spend a couple minutes on this to wrap up the show. 17th hole on Saturday. Max Homa setting up for, I believe, a five-foot putt. Again, Saturday, but again, a lot of money on the line for all of these players. Right. Five-foot is a makeable putt. As he's getting ready to pull his club back and swing, a fan yells from the gallery, Pull it! Oh, hell no. You know why he yelled, pull it, Dave? Because he bet on somebody else. He had a side bet going. One of those last second bets, you know, like you can bet on, will this guy make these free throws? Will this guy, will this guy make this putt or field miss Field goal. So there was, I guess, a $3 bet whether Max Homa would make that putt. <sighs> $3 bet. $3 bet, and he yells like an asshole. So now this opens up the bigger issue of, are we getting to the point now where sports betting is going to impact? Outcomes. Now, there are some sports like professional football. If we take the referees out of it, you're really not going to be able to impact the game from the stands. Right. But... Somebody brought up the point of the the Tour de France. Where you got people stepping out in front of everybody. I didn't realize this. In this article, as they discussed this with the Max Homa situation, there were bikers in the Tour de France who were getting nails in their tires because people oh were throwing God. nails on the course. This is ridiculous. Sports betting has gone too fucking far with all these little side bet things that you can do, the in-game whatevers. Done. Done, done, done. And again, another example of the immaturity and the lack of responsibility from society. You guys need to step it up. Stop acting like idiots. Stop acting like assholes. Treat the game, with whatever it is, it with deserves. respect. If you've got a ticket, don't act like that buys you carte blanche to, to act however you want, to do whatever you want, to say whatever you want. Be respectful to the athletes. Shut your yap. Let them perform. I can't stand this kind of stuff. It's, I'm done I with that. I hate, hate the golf stuff, especially. I know I'm old, but golf is supposed to be a gentleman's game where you watch it, you let the players play in silence. Yeah, you have Same to thing let with tennis. them focus. Same thing with tennis. The crowd is silent while the competitors perform. Other sports, baseball, football, basketball, yeah, you go crazy, but you're far enough removed right. there are from what's going on. The team sports are one thing. The individual stuff is completely different. I really hope this guy has been banned forever from any PGA Tour event. 
May he be banned from all sports betting sites. I would actually be okay with the next guy who yells, Baba Booey, and then the next guy who yells, Get in the the hole. There's another one. Three of them. Baba Booey, you the man, get in the hole. You will be on Sunday night television publicly executed on live TV for the entire world to witness. Or at least your tongue removed so you can't speak any longer. Oh, hell with it. Hang them. Hang them high. Good movie. We've got to send a message, a lesson. We're letting people break into stores on the West Coast. Flash mob, robbers, and they don't yep, they, they don't, don't get care. any kind of penalty, any kind of repercussion for stealing thousands of dollars of merchandise. It is time we started penalizing. Take it back. Enforce the laws that are there for a reason. Check out the weekend edition Saturday morning. A concert extravaganza. Yes. Plus, we have movie reviews. I can't say mine is very good, but. Dreaming. Yes. And a new entrant into our pantheon of. Shows we're reviewing every week now. We'll get to that again. Check it out Saturday morning. It's all good, kids. We'll talk to you then. Speak with you next week.